Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. My guest today is Cece Glasgow. She is the Outreach and Education Manager at the Kansas City Anti-Violence Project. This is a nonprofit organization that provides dedicated services and advocacy to LGBTQ plus victims and survivors of violence. She started her career as a volunteer and then quickly moved as she evolved from a supporter to an activist. Cece is also a member of Alpha Psi Kappa Fraternity, which is an organization for masculine of center lesbian women of and various identities. They provide community service across the U.S. She's also one of the hosts of Lesby Real, which is a queer women identified podcast. I've got a link for you in the show notes to her Stitcher page so you can catch that show. Cece has dedicated her life to liberating her community in any facet possible, freeing herself from her own traumas while dedicating her life to eliminating oppression in others is really what she's all about. Over the last year since I met her, she's quickly become one of my favorite social media presences just because she is, she's fun and she's effervescent and she's got some shit to say. So have a listen. Enjoy the show. All right, today on Keep Them Coming, I am joined by Cece Glasgow from the Kansas City Anti-Violence Project. So say hi to everybody and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, hello, hello, everyone. This is Cece Glasgow. I am with Kansas City Anti-Violence Project Outreach and Education Manager. Started as a volunteer. Whoop, whoop. Shout yeah. out to volunteers. We love them. Um, and then uh, got hired as a youth advocate in 2018. Lovely. So for four years, I was a volunteer. I did a lot of with passages, the youth group, mm-hmm. along with a lot of tabling. Yeah, I want to know more about that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then I went over to youth advocacy uh, side and then got promoted to outreach and education manager. So it was a pretty nice um, transition over from that. Uh, I was a little nervous. I'm a shy person. So talking <laughs> to people is not. You do not strike me as shy. Everyone says that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I also that. met you at an event. I met yes. you at the Trans Day uh, Visibility. Yes. Um, so, you know, your whole thing is that you're just standing there at a table talking uh-huh. to people, yep. so, you know, it's, maybe it was just cause you're in that role and in that moment, but yeah. yes, yeah, so you don't strike me as shy. Plus now that I follow you on social media, I'm like shy, shy. Yeah. Uh, my, I guess I can say initially when I have my first impression person is shy. Gotcha. So then the person that comes after that, absolutely not. Yeah, definitely not. But you know how it is when you first meet people, people just assume, well, for me, people just assume my, my authenticity is is almost like a facade just because it's just so out there and just in your face a lot. Um, but then I realized, you know, people are just going to do that regardless. So you have to be yourself always. And so me actually going into that role helped me do that a lot more just because I realized even just doing advocacy training and, and going through all these different systems and seeing how people aren't going to really just accept me as I am, whether I, I speak or not, I realized how much more I needed to actually open my mouth and say what I need to say. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, I'm definitely, I'm only shy upon, upon meeting, if you will. Let me put it that way. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. Uh, is that 
a lot of us are out there just doing what we got to do because nobody else is doing it. Right. You know, and if we're not going to, who will? Exactly. You know, exactly. if not now, yeah. when? Yep. If not us, who? So thank you for doing this work. So thank tell you. us a little bit more about the Kansas City Anti-Violence Project. So yeah, Kansas City Anti-Violence Project provides dedicated services to LGBTQ plus individuals who have experienced violence. So whether it's sexual hate or domestic violence um, and they identify as LGBTQ or on the queer spectrum itself, uh, we will assist you with advocacy support. Um, we have client services, we have legal aid assistance, we can also uh, help when it comes to food. We have a food pantry, clothing closet, drop-in space, um, all these things for people who are just really in trauma or oppressed even. Um, so we have a space for people to just come and hang out if you like, because there's a lot, not a lot of affirming spaces for queer mm -hmm. folks. Um, and then there's also a space for you if you actually need like clothes for a job interview or clothes in general. Because uh, as we, I'm not sure if you know, but 40% of the homeless population identifies LGBTQ. So a lot of people who are um, just having housing disparities um, need our help. So mm -hmm. we have a several different an array of services. It really doesn't stop. It, it doesn't. We've provided people with asylum, uh, depending on immigration statuses. And so yes. Yeah, so, Anything can happen to a gay person, really. Yeah. So, yeah, so anything <laughs> oh, yeah. that can happen, um, whether it's discrimination, harassment, stalking, et cetera, we help. Um, and then we have our youth group passages. Uh, so if you're age 12 to 19 um, and need a safe affirming space to be, then you also can come to passages youth group, which is held on, normally held on Wednesdays. Right now we are uh, at a hiatus. We have a new location we're wanting to, to get uh, since we had to move from our Westport location, which is a wonderful thing because that's gentrification station. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a positive thing, which is bittersweet because they told us our lease ended four days before it did. So it was awesome mm. having to move out in a weekend. It was an entire office that you yeah, had been that's in for five years. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. not easy. It was fun. So yeah. yeah, we're doing things remote, but we still, of course, are doing things. We definitely make sure we're still available to community because we're resilient. And we teach our clients and people who see us to be resilient. So we can't stop doing what we're doing just because we're experiencing a hardship. So Yeah. 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 Have you got some good leads on a new space? We do. And we're wanting to stay in a, in a centralized location because Westport wasn't really great for our clients. Black mm -hmm. and brown people aren't really accepted in Westport, especially if they're <laughs> queer. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yep. <laughs> them coming to just even see us or come, you know, just sit out in front and smoke a cigarette or anything, you know, just being themselves could be a problem at any given day. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing that we're not there. It's just that yeah. so it's because it was abrupt we didn't have time to yeah. plan for a new space but we are we do have several leads good. so that's good Yay. Um, but we are still providing our services people still can get a hold of us and we are still making sure that we are out there for people yeah, yeah. I heard wonderful things about the passages program from yes. an individual I went and had coffee with recently awesome. and he is going to hopefully join me on my show soon talk a little bit more details about that so I'm glad to have you on that's first to kind of give the the overall view of, of what Kansas City AVP does because mm -hmm. it is very very important work in this city yes um not many people realize that Kansas City was actually one of the first kind of like battleground places for the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of the first places that people were really out. Um, I think that was kind of because of the Paris the Plains attitude that we had yeah. where we never really had prohibition and we had brothels and all that stuff yeah. like sexuality and um, all that stuff was just kind of at the forefront of, of what was going on in our city. Absolutely. Um, but these days there's, um, you know, even with the passage of things like, you know, legalizing same-sex marriage or mm -hmm. just having marriage equality, I should say, really, um, that hasn't made it a safe place for everyone in right. our community. So um, groups like yours are much, much needed. 
Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, we we're just we're still obsessed though. Like even when you say that, when it comes to sexuality, we're still so obsessed with sexuality, but so miserable in our own lives that we have no no place to put it. But like this disgruntled negative space. Mm-hmm. Like, we're basically going around asking people who they have sex with and or what their genitals look like when it comes to being, you know, transphobic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, really, are we that obsessed with other people's <laughs> direct lives like this? Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's a difference coming at it from, like, I want to learn more because maybe I've got someone in my life versus just that voyeuristic mm-hmm. viewpoint. Yep. I actually had someone stay. I have an Airbnb here. Oh, um, cool. yeah. And I had someone stay here last, gosh, last spring. And... It happened to actually be during Pride Weekend, hmm. and he was in the military. He was up here for some training, and I mentioned having been at Pride and that I was an ambassador for the um, LGBT um, Chamber of Commerce. And he yeah. was like, "Oh well, well, I know somebody that uh, is really active with that group, but I I can't remember what their name is now." And I kind of, you know, I'm like, "Here it comes. <laughs> right. what, are we, what are we about to get into here?" <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. And then said said that her her name, and I was like, "Oh yes, I I know her," and then said her dead name and Mm -hmm. I was like okay and then we kind of had to go back into that back and forth with the pronouns and stuff so once I got him past it like no it's she right she she and finally he embraced the she right then he had questions about so she's she was married to a woman Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh so she was straight but now she's with a woman so is she gay and and is her wife or partner is is she trained I was like does it matter right exactly and he's like well but but I go no really I don't know their story. Right. I know that they both identify as female and that's all that matters, but I don't know what they've got going on beyond that. <laughs> exactly. Because it doesn't matter. Exactly. And who they're with now, like, okay, so they are they were straight and now they're lesbian, like, uh, I guess, but who cares? Right, who cares? I'm not there. I'm not going to be there. And then he just kind of slumped down. He's like, oh, well, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank, you <so> much. <laughs> thank you for being open to this. But like just getting through that wall of like, it doesn't matter yeah. what their genitals are like or yeah. how they identify. Exactly. And getting him to understand that this is just about some box and some label that you're trying to put on them. And and yeah, we kind of get guilty of that too. Oh, yes. Putting our own labels like I'm a cisgendered bisexual woman that mm-hmm. goes by she and her. Right. We've been carefully taught to do that. We've been yeah. carefully taught to label everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it. Like, still can't remember but it's full proverb but basically it's like if you teach a child a bird is a bird it will never see a bird again ultimately like we do that and then we literally take away the essence of what it is mm-hmm. but we've been taught to do that so it's like how do we not and that's pretty much what that guy was going through he's mm-hmm. been carefully taught and so his brain is like nope nope what is it and then when you mm-hmm. finally broke it down like it doesn't matter he he was you surrendered like yeah no it actually doesn't and then you're comfortable with the fact that you know you don't have to know. Mm-hmm. But because you've been so carefully taught how to label and then like put these things in these spaces and these boxes, it drives us nuts when we can't do that. And it's sad. But, you know, we still do it. We've been very, we, like we were talking about before we went on air here about marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been very carefully taught how to just emote when we, you know, label and tag ourselves and attach ourselves to things Mm -hmm. we have to emote at the same time and that's kind of where we go wrong as humans so Mm -hmm. when even these days to detach ourselves from some things Mm -hmm. um otherwise you'll emote and you'll be all uh in your feelings about things (laughs) (laughs) for what but yeah no you totally have to detach uh, because you'll just go crazy like i I catch myself overthinking about the smallest silliest things like why are you overthinking about this you have to go to work it out you know like or you have to do something with yourself 
Um, but I think it's just that sensory overload, which is why it is good to cut off cable. Why it is good to not use your phone for a few days. Like I didn't, I got on my phone maybe twice a day for the last three days, which is very, very, very small for me. Oh, and it I was fantastic. I it would was, probably do much better if I had to take a break like that. So great. And I'm like, oh, I am so behind on a several things. I haven't replied to this email, but I get I got it all done today, so we're good. <laughs> and I use the excuse of like, oh, well, I've got my company social media pages mm-hmm. and I've got to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've got a marketing guy that's really all that important. He'll he'll send me a text like, Post Hey, did it. you see this? But yep. I don't know. Or can I just like scroll like once or twice a day and look at the notifications? And if it's nothing super important, can't I just ignore it? Yeah, you totally can. I need to. I need to. I'm <laughs> going to do that. Should. Thank you. You've inspired I me now. I have five <laughs> pages I manage on my phone. Mm, can yep. you feel it? I definitely understand exactly what you're saying. Because you know how page manager does. It sends you something every time someone comments or likes yes. something. Or, hey, you haven't posted in a while. You should probably post something. So uh, people yeah, say I hate those reminders. I hate oh, those my reminders. goodness. Like, right. First of all, you don't know my life. You don't know my followers. <laughs> you don't know what they want from me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have to detach yourself though. Like, so what really first inspired you to start getting more active civically with something that was as a, like this kind of work? Well, when um, I was, when it was suggested to me to volunteer for KCAVP is because I would be volunteering just randomly out in the community anyway. Um, honestly, I was little when I first started getting really into like giving back just because my mom had signed me, my brother up for Toys for Tots when we were mm-hmm. young. Um, of course, I'm like eight or nine. I have no concept of what this is. All I know is I come downstairs and like this really cool gifted rap, like gifted um, presents were like under the tree. And I could not believe that people who didn't even know me got me a gift and then actually got me what I wanted. Of course, I didn't understand that your parents didn't list. And, you know. <laughs> but even then, the concept itself was so cool to me that people would do that, like complete strangers. Like, I didn't want to open the gift because I was like, that is so cool. And they got my brother some too. How cool is that? Like, and ever since then, I would always like do small stuff to give back. And then when you get old enough, you can volunteer. So I was like 15 or 16 in high school and I would help tutor kids in school and stuff. So I've, al- I've always done stuff like that just mm-hmm. because someone did that for me when I was really little um because I, I, I still I can still remember the feeling that I got like I thought that was incredible mm-hmm. these complete strangers got me something just because like I know it's a program and I get that that's like kind of what it's about but it's it's still up to them to yeah. decide whether they want to do that or not and I thought that was amazing so yeah, yeah. ever since then very good yeah. very good so I just want to pull up your oh, yeah, thing here sure. real quick I don't know much about Psi Kappa or Alpha Psi Kappa. For sure, I can talk about Alpha Psi Kappa Fraternity Incorporated. You have to say it like that, otherwise I get in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is a uh, fraternity for masculine of center lesbian women. Um, we are trying to update that particular description just because we know that now people just identify across the spectrum. But as of why it was created, that was its initial uh, purpose for creation. And then we were created by our angels, which was Kappa Psi Kappa Fraternity Incorporated, which are cisgendered male identified people um, on the full spectrum. So they also fall under the queer umbrella, whether their allies are actually uh, gay or bisexual. Um, and then they created two female, um, I guess, sibling chapters underneath them one's for the fem side one's from the masculine side gotcha. and so we have um finu kappa which is our sorority sisters and then we have us as alpha psi kappa um and then we also have a kappa iota sigma uh, they are trans women and then we also have alpha omega um psi, alpha psi omega so they are our, our brothers uh, aqk they also are trans men so gotcha. we have five of us under tau kappa phi 
Incorporated, and we all are service related. So we started out um, as a collegiate, and then in Florida, mm-hmm. and now we are all over the nation doing service and uh, providing community education and community support. Um, from people are on the political side of things to lawyers to dentists to you name it, military mm-hmm. people, barbers. We all do all kinds of wonderful things on across the board. But service is our main our main focal point. So another another yeah. <laughs> servicing yeah. thing. So yeah, I'm in the community on several different spectrums for that reason. Um, I'm also a member of House of Couture, which is a ballroom house. Oh, please tell me more. Because yes. Pose has gotten very <laughs> yes. popular. And I mean, I, who doesn't love Billy Porter? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that that community right now is getting a lot of attention. Yes. So yes. yeah, tell us more about that. Been around that. since the seventies, but yes, you are starting to come back again. Kids are getting more into it. It's I want to go. I want to just see. I just want to like. Oh, okay. Well, then I will please. let you know when the next ball is, so you can come. It's amazing. I just love the energy of that kind exactly. of stuff. I love being around people that are just happy and and yes. just having a great time and just being themselves and exactly the authenticity that. that oozes in that kind of environment is just Pose something I absolutely live Absolutely captured it. Yes. Pose captured it wonderfully. That's how I've been. I basically have been around the ballroom life uh, since I've came out. Mm-hmm. Since I was younger, um, I just was always again shy, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to get up and didn't no way, you know. But it's like this is where you be yourself. This is where you show yourself. This is where you come out at. And I'm still working on that even now, just because I just started walking balls, mm. um, even with being a member. So you guys, you you walk and you and you do whatever category you are. So for me, I'm gender non-conforming walker. I do a gender non-conforming um, runway mm-hmm. at the moment, currently. So. That's that's as far as I'm gonna get right now with my you know it's my shyness here. Uh-huh. But I'm working on switching over to the time, performance. Easy. Exactly, I'm trying to work on performance just so I can express myself more. Uh-huh. Uh, just especially with me being gender expansive, I don't really fall into a category of either. Usually, you're one or the other when it comes to ballroom. But so there's still doors to knock down even in that particular. Yeah. Um, um, side of things, even with it being queer identified and being affirming and inclusive, there's still that that gray line um, that people have to fight for, even mm-hmm. in that in those spaces. But it's everywhere. You see it even in the work I do at KCABP. It still has silos. It still has those issues. We still have white cisgender people trying to take over everything on that side too. So it's one of those things. You still have a, a need to come out and speak and, and voice yeah. your opinion and, and say who you are. So. That's kind of where I fall in when it comes to just being outreach on one end or um, PR on the in the fraternity, right? So I handle that particular page for that reason. I'm also the page manager for House of Couture. So, and then we have the the podcast too. So that's kind yes. of where I allow myself to kind of just be vocal in several different ways just because I do find myself knowing almost every side of the spectrum when it comes to being queer identified, whether you're transgender, whether you're cisgender identified, whether you're black, whether you're white. Um, I literally see everyone just mm-hmm. because of all those different things, but I love it just yeah. because it's I, I'm allowed to just be myself in all those facets. So, And even if it makes people uncomfortable, it's good because we need to be uncomfortable in our spaces for us to actually build growth and, and functioning Mm-hmm. you know yes families yes now one thing I will say is that like I feel like the drag community has been very big here for a while but the mm-hmm. drag community also doesn't allow for um a lot of people that we would consider to be they consider to be fringes I guess whereas mm-hmm. if you are not a man in female clothes right. you don't sort of belong in that area right. so, but I think drag is kind of like straight cis people's first foray into that it's there, it's very, very ballroom is very sort of the more extreme part yes, of that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, kind of what I was trying to get at is like drag's kind of the entree, you know, into yeah. the, the, the genre, but then ballroom is like the more intense where there's 
a lot more display of a lot more diversity. And then you also have like what's called pageant life too. Mm -hmm. So then there's pageants that are being held, which are going to be based on like talent. Mm -hmm. Um, You come in, you provide a talent, you have different clothing outfits you have to change. Um, There's different things. You see, you're actually providing your fullest self, but you're doing it in a really elegant way. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole different ball. We've had some lovely pageant people here in town. Yes, yes. So that's even, but you're right. If it comes to like, even like being a drag king, you have to be a woman who's dressed fully as a man. You can't Mm -hmm. like, some people are start, starting to bend the, the rules a bit, like when you have drag queens that come in and they have the full beards mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But then again, we're still seeing that on a, a male side of things. Mm-hmm. It's still like a, a male-centered, you know, yeah, thing, if yeah. you will, because it's okay for, for them to do that. But I promise you, if a drag king came in and had like a full lace front on and wanted to perform something, it might be an issue. That's kind of why I like Casey Sunshine so much, just because Casey Sunshine is themselves authentically they are male identified and they still go and drag as a male um and are still accepted to to be themselves to do that just because they're able to do that but if a, I've, I've never seen a woman try to do that but even if she did bless her bless her heart mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i just i'm not really sure how that would be i would love to see it um but there is a very like black and white field when it comes to, to drag mm-hmm. life but yeah, when you're in a ballroom scene, people like myself, if you have a gender non-conforming, we have to still explain what this means or like provide like a little card on the side to kind of show what gender non-conforming means. Even though I think even as black and brown queer um, communities, we kind of live in that queer uh, gender non-conforming space anyway. Like mm-hmm. we kind of are gender benders all the time, like even in our families. Um, whether we're outside walking around, we do it all the time. And so it amazes me that when you actually want to label yourself as that, suddenly it's like this huge mind fuck for people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's what? fine if you want to wear pants and you want to wear a suit jacket, <laughs> but the second you say I'm non conforming, then they what? have a problem. Yeah. yeah, like how dare you not taking this off and putting your regular shit back on? Mm-hmm. This is my regular shit. What are you saying? You can't wear that suit jacket in a, in a skirt, ma'am. Why can't I? That's what I want to do. So why can't I do that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's amazing how as soon as you put a label on it or you want to actually identify yourself and put it on your chest like this, I am this. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's on any side of the spectrum. It's like, what? No, you stay in this label that we've given you. Don't you move from that. Remember, we've been carefully taught how to label things. So Mm -hmm. you stay in that box. Thanks. Well, that's something that's important to note, too, is that as we're moving through our lives and getting to the point where we are authentically ourselves, but we'll have experiences that mm-hmm. might alter our paths and yes. alter our lives and show us something different exactly. and show us that we, you know, want to go this way or that way. So even if we're, you know, I have friends who are lesbian who have suddenly, you know, had a male experience and mm-hmm. then they identify as bisexual and then they get shit for it. Yep. Bisexual people who end up partnering up with a male partner, like, oh, you weren't really bisexual. Mm-hmm. You were just gay. Mm-hmm. It's the, there's so many people out there who aren't willing to allow for the human experiences of life to just, and then again, just let us be, just let people be themselves and just move about the world and enjoy life and enjoy the human beings that they come in contact with. Exactly. And then allow for someone one day to be like, you know what? I thought that I was um, trans, but I, you know, I actually don't want to keep taking hormones anymore. Like I have a friend, Jay Pryor, who was on the show before that talked about going from a, a trans man to non non-conforming yeah. because they were like I haven't had bottom surgery but I don't want to take hormones anymore and they have a right to do that exactly and you change something yeah. like you might but have that was a mind fuck for a lot of people yes you needed to navigate life that way at one point so that's why you did mm-hmm. you're now navigating your life differently because it's your life 
Exactly. So it's totally okay to do. Mm-hmm. Like I never, I didn't even adopt they, them pronouns until I started working at KCABP. And it's not because I was working at KCABP. It's because I actually started recognizing myself in several different parts of that. I didn't actually identify like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. And then we're still talking about gender expressive and they're like, oh no, that, that means you're gender not conforming. And I'm like, oh, so you could actually be a lesbian and gender not conforming at the same time. They're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so you know, you're literally learning things about yourself then mm-hmm. that you have, like you said, through experience. Like my attraction to some women has changed completely since my divorce started. I used to like this type of woman and then I started, went through this horrible experience and now I like all kinds of women that mm-hmm. I didn't even think I would look at before. But, but it's because it's more about the type of person that they are and whether what, you know, because they could be beautifully packaged, right? They can come wrapped in all kinds of wonderful things. But as soon as you open that bitch up, you want to send it back. Amazon, <laughs> come get this shit. I was just kidding. I don't want this. This is horrible. You know what I'm saying? So you have to learn. Send it back experience. to Amazon. Let them throw yes, the trash. Amazon, come get shit. I don't want this. This is a, a horrible. This is not what I thought, actually. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. So you have to allow people to just live their lives because you know. We all know what it's like for somebody to tell us that we couldn't live our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing to me that we turn around and do that to other people. Mm-hmm. Or that they tell us what we are and who mm-hmm. we are. Oh, yeah. And what we're supposed to do. Oh, yes. I see people do all the time with children. Like, like oh, my God. We learn very early how to, like, not like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. You, to hate ourselves and, like, to question who we are because people do it for us. Yeah. Oh, no, so you can't wear that. No, you can't wear that show, sisters. Don't take that. Well, what if you liked it? Or play with that toy. Yeah. Or play that game. You can't, yeah. Don't do that. That was mm-hmm. for girls. What? I was playing with it, though. Obviously not. If I'm a boy, I did it for you. If I'm identified as a boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've started know. trying to find the little things in people's vernacular lately that mm-hmm. are, um, like, really gender stereotyping. Things like, um, oh, gosh, a guy I was on a date with recently, he was like, well, I don't want to, you know, seem like I'm like a little girl. I go, first off, mm-hmm. being a little girl wouldn't be a terrible thing because girls are really, really tough. But second of all, can't you find a better way to say what you're trying to say without it being about a gendered thing and he was like okay i don't want to be perceived as being a wuss i'm like okay so that's more about a man who's weak rather than comparing yourself to a girl so okay that's fine but do you right. get what i'm saying he's like yeah I, yeah I i get what you're saying right i brought a guy a drink recently and it was in a wine glass and it was pink and he was like oh i didn't know i was getting a girly drink and i'm like mm. your drink is neither masculine nor feminine based mm-hmm. on the stemware <laughs> or the color I wonder and who these dudes are. They're ruining dates for themselves right now. <laughs> oh, this this guy was sitting with the mayor. Oh. I totally insulted him while he was sitting there with oh, the mayor. <laughs> but Mayor Key was just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He, he saw what together. I was doing there, and he just totally, like, laughed at him. That's fantastic. Get, get them together, because I didn't want to have to do it. I'm off right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The work doesn't stop. That's for sure. Everywhere you go, you have to just check people sometimes. You have to be the whistleblower. People mm-hmm. are like, ugh. But, I mean... If I just let you sit there and be ignorant, now I'm going to be irritated and my day's ruined. No. And I, I did my best to do it in a way that wasn't like, you're a dickhead and right. it's not a feminine drink. I just right. kind of like, mm, you know, and I kind of like looked at him like, think about this, think right. about this. And he saw what I was throwing yeah. at him there and he just, he drank his drink. When I came back to check on, I was like, is your seasonal G&T fine, sir? <laughs> He's like, actually, it's quite delicious. I was like, you doing okay on the stemware? Right. And he was like, yes, it's fine. It's like, good. <laughs> And Mary Q is just, because Mary Q is drinking a pink drink, too. Right. He didn't give a shit. It's a beverage. Like, if it's that. Exactly. Oh, poor things. Yes. If it's that serious, then you need to start asking yourself a few more questions. Like, what is really going on? What is really bothering me that I can't have a pink beverage uh-huh. without feeling demasculated? Oh, my God. 
there's just there are so many little things out there yeah that the smallest men who think that they are on top but really truly aren't very secure in themselves at all yeah because when you're just handed everything in life you don't have to be secure in yourself true when you've got to actually fight for who you are and what you want and what you believe in, you have to be very secure in your selfhood, I think. That's very true. And then one thing about it is that when you have TV and everything tailored to you and telling you that you deserve anything that you want as just because you're a man, right, it's very hard. Like, even just lesbianism is such a bother. But to me, as like, the most secure men that I knew about, men, men that I know, excuse me, aren't bothered by it because it's like, okay, so you're going to take care of all the women who don't like men, right? Right. Okay, cool. I need them out the way because, you know, <laughs> why would you want to be attracted to a woman who don't want you? Right. Like, les- like, I'm a lesbian too. That's literally beside the point, sir. You're not. That's literally not how this goes. You have to be a woman to be a lesbian. And they only like women. Therefore, you cannot say that. And then they're so bothered by it. But it's like, at the end of the day, we don't want you. It's not that there's something wrong with you. You should think about this for a minute. There's lots of women who want you. You should mm-hmm. go find them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the please. ones who don't are they like other women. That's good because you might date one and she's going to break your heart because she's going to leave you because she don't want you. She wants mm-hmm. a woman. Yeah. Why would you want that? Now, that has happened to some men out there, and I'm just going oh, to yeah, start out. I'm so sorry, fellas, that, that happened to you, but she was figuring herself out. Like we said, the human yep. experience changes things, and that's what she figured out. Especially in the Midwest where we're taught that we need to get married before we're 25 yep. or we're an old maid. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get started with your family. you got to do the th- All that. How many of us really <laughs> understood our sexuality by the time we were 25? All right. Some of us were very lucky and had already had like that awakening mm-hmm. and we saw exactly who we were. Yeah. I didn't personally embrace being bisexual until a couple of years ago. Oh, we'll In see. thought, I knew I liked girls, but I wasn't vocalizing it. I wasn't right. embracing it. I was never making an effort to try to be with a woman. Right. Yeah. So you, how do you really know until you actually put yourself out there mm-hmm. and make yourself vulnerable for it? Because that discomfort is where the growth comes from. Yet again. Yes. Every time. Mm-hmm. When you're stagnant is when you just keep doing the same shit every day and just assuming that yeah, it'll get better eventually. No, you got to do some shit. Shake some shit up. Yes. Do something different for a change. And then yes. you start realizing where you at. Hell so, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Because, yeah, even me was just growing into myself. Like, I'm changing my wardrobe all over again. My wardrobe changed so many times. I would go back and forth. I would be masculine one day, and then I'd be feminine. And, like, three years later, and like, my friends would be like, what in the fuck is going on with this person? You know, because even <laughs> in lesbian communities, mm-hmm. you have to either be masculine or feminine. Or feminine. We can't just mm-hmm. be women, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be one or the other. And then I realized one day, like, uh, there's a reason why you keep going back and forth. Because some days you wake up, and you want to be over here. And some days you wake up and you want to be over there mm-hmm. so you probably should have a wardrobe that matches that just yep. saying so i'm doing that now that Good. is actually like my current process because i realize when i wake up sometimes i feel one way sometimes i feel like a nut sometimes i don't <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. Like, sure. i was literally just thinking about myself it's like an almond joy um but i mean yeah. that's that's something that i really like about what society is enabling us to do is mm-hmm. just like if you want to wake up one day and present femme you do it if you want to present masculine the next day you do it because and right. that goes for, doesn't matter what you're if you're male or you're female or you're just it, whatever right. trans it doesn't matter right you get to just wake up and do what you like i will say thinking in kansas city i have felt like for myself when i go out no matter how i'm dressed mm-hmm. i don't feel like i get looked at weird 
I don't feel like people actually judge me like, oh, you're not dressed up enough or you're dressed down too much. Like you'll have a That's room true. full of people yeah. that are dressed in all sorts of ways yeah. and everyone's just kind of moving about their lives. No, that's very true. I've actually tried to gauge like, am I underdressed or overdressed? And you can't tell in several different in settings before. I have done oh, yeah. that. Um, and then, of course, that all depends, too, because if you're talking about black and brown communities, if you go there, you do have to dress up in a certain way or or the older people are going to tear you down. Ooh, okay. And Tell they me are going to make you feel uncomfortable. And then you have the few that are like, baby, I don't care. You're fine. And then you go over there and you sit with them. Uh-huh, <laughs> That's yeah. basically how it's going. <laughs> and then, or, you know, you just have it. You just stay with your chosen families. Within your chosen family, you don't have to worry about it. They may refer to you as trade one day, which means that you're extremely masculine presenting, and or fish the other, which means you're extremely feminine presenting. But that'll be the that'll be the gist of it and you're going about your day but yeah when it comes to actually like these traditional families and you're going into your actual family not as not as open but Mm -hmm. like when it comes to social things absolutely kansas city is definitely one of those spaces some people just come out in pajamas all the time and don't really care much (laughs) you're just like stop that though stop that okay i'm real cute compared to this person all right if we're talking lingerie and you've got something cute over it and it's a you know you're you're dancing in it or you're walking in it sure that's one thing but (laughs) please don't show up to the bar in your flannel like llama pajamas please don't do that unless it's a pj party those are coming up thanks to the good uh christmas new year's gap there's always wonderful pj parties i plan to go to quite a few have you ever gone to Electrosexual here in town? Uh, no, but I've seen it. I, I want go. to. We should go. Yes. That'll be bomb. So Officially. from what I understand, it's, of course, you know, queer space, queer event. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yes, there might be nudity there, but mm-hmm. they have a whole consent policy. You have to basically sign off on the consent policy before you go in. There's no just like groping or grabbing. So that's one thing that's positive. Um, But again, supposed to be a very sex positive space. You'll see just people dressed in all sorts of ways, but mostly scantily clad. And we're all just going to be half naked and dancing and enjoying each other. We're going. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah, those are my type of parties. I've been I've been going down to West Bottoms to enjoy a few of like the rave parties and things of like that. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's one of those spaces where you don't really care about what you have on or where you're at. I always I love those spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, have you been down to wrestle your friends yet at the Stray Cat Film? Okay, Center? I'm friends with Roya. That's okay. one of the co-directors, yes. and she, I know they just had it this weekend, and I yes. wasn't able to attend. But Same. she showed me pictures and stuff. Um, I'm I was gonna, supposed to. I want to get more involved. Oh, I know. I was literally sick. Like I was. Aww. I couldn't. It was horrible. I was like, "What is happening to me?" And I was like, "I can make it." Our performances until eleven. It was like ten thirty. I was like, "Okay, maybe I can." <laughs> I was sick like four in the morning. It was thing. horrible, but I, yeah, everything yeah. happens for a reason. It snowed, all kinds of stuff. So, yes. I, but yes, you should absolutely go to rest of your friends. friends. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> we'll go to that together too. Noah's fantastic. I love Noah. I love them all, actually. I haven't met Noah yet. I'm looking forward to okay, meeting Noah soon. So Royo said she'd make the intro. But oh, yeah, I want to get. I want too. to be. I want to be more involved with some of these things that are a little more off the beaten path mm-hmm. that are queer spaces. Yeah. Um, again, not not just for my own sake of like meeting people, but mm-hmm. but yeah, for meeting people. I mean, I want to. I want to be someone who helps connect people to one another yeah. when it comes to you know the LGBT community or just sex positivity and. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's what I've been doing because everyone wants to silo themselves and like they're still gatekeepers even in our community organizations and like the places that you're trying to actually go out and help people. It's like, well, unless this person's involved or this person's running the show, it's pretty much either not going to happen. It's not going to get funded. You're not going to find a space for it. Everything's going to be just 
a shit show pretty much just because one person didn't get to be part of it or one person didn't get to, you know, uh, have the hammer uh, mm. for the entire thing. So that's one of those things that I've come to find is that I left corporate America just to still be in it. Um, when it comes to the nonprofit <laughs> um, uh-huh. industrial the, complex, the, but now I'd say uh-huh. instead of having an organizational chart that tells you what who your gatekeepers are mm-hmm. in your corporation, now you just gotta like talk to people and yeah. ask around and and do that. It's kind of like um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get blacklisted or blackballed by anybody because I don't talk to the right person or I don't know the exactly. right person. But like that's kind of a reality. That's kind of what it is. And I, I mean, honestly, I've gotten to a point now because it's like I'm going on my second year. Where I really don't give a fuck because a lot of them, a lot of a lot, they fake and phony and lie and cheat and steal and do all kinds of messed up stuff. But and I those was people will out always, themselves. Oh yeah, yes. I, but that's the one thing about the universe. One thing about spirit that is fantastic. It will always reveal that at the end of the day. And it will yes. always come to light, even if it's whatever's done in the dark has always come to light. And so I just stay in my lane, continue to do what I do, still make my same relationships with people, enjoy the people around me, no matter what facet it is in, no matter whether it's on the fraternity side or I'm in the ballroom space or I'm talking about the podcast or if I'm at a KCAVP table event, I stay authentic to myself Yep. because people reach out to me just because they've been in my in my space and my energy. They know who I am as a person opposed to me just standing up and wanting to talk about it and be about it um, and, and, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. But then when I call you and need you, unless someone's going to be there or, it's the, you know, or, or the news is going to show up, then I don't want to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you're going to pay me, what's my stipend amount? I work for free, people. I, KCAVP pays me. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's the only person who pays me when it comes to all these different things, I'm wonderful things I'm talking about. That's it. And then the investment company I work for, that's the only people who pay me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to show up regardless. Okay, you don't have to pay me anything, and always be you. stipends, and I'm always be myself, yep. and that's why people still reach out to me. Yes, that's why people still want me to come and show up to places, and that's what's worked out for me the most. Is what is me just showing up, being myself. Yeah, and then one day, you know, we'll be at an event or something happens, and then these wonderful, well, excuse me, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> these people show up and they themselves, and then they have no choice but to show their ugliness because something doesn't go their way. And they need to throw a tension tantrum. You know, I'm used to being privileged or being entitled or things going my way. So I'm going to show my ass. Um, And then everyone's like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't be funding Mm -hmm. these people. Mm -hmm. Well, you are, though. All the money's going there. Me, KCAVP has been kicked out of their permanent space now for two months. And we are still the ones going out looking for for these things, you know, looking for our resources and the things that we need, even though we were the first people there for other folks. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have to continue being yourself because when we back on top again, people are going to be reaching out to us and need help. And sorry, we're working. We're yeah. busy. We yeah. have to help marginalized communities because you're already getting help. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a shift, I oh, think, yeah. in, in the way that things are – Oh, yes. We are, I believe, as a society moving more and more towards that authenticity is required. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just feel like the older I get, the more I'm easily able to be like, you are not, whatever mm-hmm. you're presenting is not the real you. And mm-hmm. I can see that very quickly. And you do you, but I'm not going to be a part of it. Absolutely. I'm not necessarily going to try to out you. I'm not oh, going to yeah. necessarily try and break you down yeah. or get you to change. But I'm going to not have anything to do with you. Absolutely. I'm not going to promote you. None of that. <laughs> I'm not going to connect you to anybody. I'm not going to ask you for anything either. Like, you're here. Yep. You do you. I literally, I, I, I will speak to you. How are you today? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to give you. This it? Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, they will they will continue to just be themselves. And mm-hmm. I say let them 
Let yeah. them continue to feed them. Uh, I've got one gal here in town that she just hates my guts, hates my guts. <laughs> and she walks around, fuck her, fuck her up and down about me mm-hmm. left and right. And I just, I don't say shit yeah. because, and the people, people who have come to me and said, you know, she says this, that, and the other about you. I'm like, okay, right. what have I said about her? Right. Nothing. Like, cause she's not worth my time. Exactly. She will continue to move about the world, burning bridges She's very, very good at it. Yeah. I let her. I let I let her say whatever the hell she wants because I'm not the only person she's out there talking shit about. Yeah. I'm one of the main ones, certainly. But yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I have nothing to say in response to her. And honestly, all the people who she has said things about me to now come to me and go like, you know, she's kind of crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I would not entertain any of so that. So let story. her. Yeah. Let her be that way. Yeah. I've definitely, I'm definitely allowing a lot of people to just kind of show, you know, show their true colors through their actions. Mm-hmm. Like even, and what's wonderful is that a lot of people that are out trying to like play this facade of being like these great community leaders and these great, like they're not getting very where, like anywhere. Like, because of their energy. Exactly. Like they literally like this. Because when you're not, not com- rewarding you. No, because when you're coming into it for selfish reasons, you yes. were wanting to be a leader because you want your name on a board mm-hmm. or you want your name on this, that, or the other, <laughs> or you want to be on TV. Like it's the wrong motivation. Yes. And that shows. It when does. you were coming into it from, I want to educate the community. I want to link people together so that we are happier and healthier and supporting one another. That's a totally yeah. different approach. And it shows. Yes, it shows. Absolutely. It's very true. Like, literally not getting rewarded. I like, can't get this, can't get that. You might get funding over here or space to do space in, but then something happens that it falls through. And I'm like, oh, the universe is not trying to Karma see Karma is not on your side right now. Money. Yeah. You Karma is working against you. What have you done? Oh, yeah. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. So I want to know more about your podcast. Oh, yes. Let's be real podcast. So it is a podcast of three of us. All of us are lesbian identified individuals. Um, um, two of us um, are in situationships, if you will, oh, whereas one person's mm-hmm. married. Okay. Um, so it's a very good, like, dynamic for everyone to come off. One's a comedian. One's, oh. like, the political advocate individual, uh, Moon, Melissa Moon Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, also Casey A.B. Peter. That's, like, what I call us. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then myself. And so all of us kind of just sit and talk about different lesbian topics. Like, we're going to be touching on toxic masculinity within dominant lesbian communities just because it's so, uh, it's frustrating. Um, but you it's know, gotten, I mean, toxic masculinity has been ingrained in all of us yeah, so just bad. because of the society that we grew up in and we want to blame men for being the perpetuators of it, but we perpetuate a lot of it ourselves, no matter what our gender or identity or orientation yes. is, we have to break some of that stuff down on ourselves too. Yes, it very much so. And so we talk about that. We talk about just like um, unconditional love, if that's still real. Mm-hmm. Um, different things going on, like Robin and Whitney Houston, that whole thing. I don't know if you heard about that. Robin did an interview recently about her relationship with Whitney and how they were in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, she finally moved on and got married to someone. And everyone kind of knew that because Robin was always there in the background, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bobby Brown even brought her up in his lifetime story. So I was like, oh, yes, Robin was around and pissing people off. Uh-huh. Um, but Whitney wouldn't, you know, they, she, she finally had to let her go because she was never going to be in an exclusive relationship with her because mm-hmm. we know how taboo it would be for her to be a lesbian, especially as like America's sweetheart at the yep. time. 
Even uh, though I think people would have been so much happier to see her uh, with Robin than with oh my Bobby Brown, who was kind of a shithead. Like, the first of all, like, she was a gay icon. Mm-hmm. We would have been totally okay with her being a lesbian. Yes, like, yes. Absolutely okay. And she was in the I Want to Love Somebody video. Everyone forgets that. Mm-hmm. She was in the end of that. Mm-hmm. Their love was forever but yeah so we talk about little fun stuff like that and then we we touch on political things without making it too serious right now you know we just started out but with melissa moon there you already know it's not gonna not be touched or, or at least addressed a little bit yeah um but then character comes in and always of course has a nice little punchline to finish it off with so it's nice we do 30 minute increments um we have three episodes uh, ready to go now so we'll be releasing those before at least one of them before the holiday and then the rest for the new year so yeah, very we good. Have very to. Right good. now, we are exclusive on podcast.co, but I believe that we also get uploaded on all the other platforms as well. So mm-hmm. you would just have to look. It's L E S B real. Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> I like that. I like the turn of phrase. You know, yeah. keep them coming with open the doors yeah. coaching. You know, yes. I like that. So. <laughs> Everyone always goes, "How do you spell it?" I'm like, normally because I don't want to get censored by assholes on the internet. Yes. So yeah, because they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had Bellatrix retreat on recently talking about internet censorship. Um, oh, she's a fine art nude model. Oh. And just the, the bullshit on Instagram about if your account is listed as female versus male and the kind of censorship that like she'll get on her page versus somebody who is just like wow. a, a share page. You know, they're just yeah. finding content somebody else's and resharing it. Mm-hmm. And the nudity on that is so much more graphic than on hers, but her stuff gets reported in theirs. It's just, there's a, I, wow. Bell Hooks, the personal is political, right? Yeah. It's okay that y'all are talking about politics because in the lives that we live th- these days, it, it, everything in its personal is political. Yeah. Especially under this administration. Okay, right. Because <clears throat> it just, you know, the administration gives, it's basically giving it okay to hate and be evil and violent towards mm-hmm. people who you don't necessarily look like or agree with. I recently had someone ask me with a straight face, like, do you really think that things are worse under Trump? Do you really think that people are more hateful or more violent? I was like, I, I hope that was a facetious <laughs> question. <laughs> what? Because, I mean, I know people who, um, actually, uh, someone that's running for state rep. She is running for state rep in the 24th district, Emily Weber, because she said that recently, she one of the reasons that really drove her was she had someone say, yell at her out their car window, go back to where you came from. She's Asian. Wow. She's like, I'd never, ever, never once in my life before that moment had someone tell me that. Yeah. And I know it is because from the top down, Someone has said that that's okay. Yep, exactly. We've so, seen worse hate crimes when it comes to KCAVP, when it comes to our statistics in these last years of administration than ever. When it, when it gets yes. literally in our annual reports, it's in our statistics. There has been a spike in violence against yes. trans people, Absolutely. against uh, LGBT people of color. Yes. Um, it's not... <laughs> yeah. These. Were these some of these things going on beforehand? Yes. Has it been magnified, increased, intensified? All of those? Yes. Yes, of course. It is worse. Yeah. Now, absolutely. Than it was before. And it's also being videotaped now. You actually have camera phones and people trying to use those power, their power, and you know people are trying to their best, but at the same time, like they have to realize how old this machine is that's running right now. Mm-hmm. It's an old machine, and it just keeps happening. And what's unfortunate is that every eight years, right, we have new new yep. teenagers. A new set of teenagers that were underneath this previous administration 
So luckily for us, we have Obama babies that are old enough now to make changes, right? And they're the ones going out and going to make all the votes. And we're seeing women and people of color being, you know, elected and things like that. But then we have to think about eight years from now when these Trump babies get older. Yeah, these MAGA hat kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it literally goes back and forth, which is where we go from Reagan to, you know, to a Bush, back to a Clinton, back to a, you know, that's that's literally where this happens at. Like, it's very, very carefully planned and orchestrated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if we don't address it in the ways that we have been on a political standpoint, not just being vocal about it, but actually addressing it and actually going out and, and creating these ordinances and things, and then we will just continue Mm -hmm. seeing it go back and forth like a tennis game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've said I do not plan on spending the next, what was it, eight, eight, nine months of my life trying to convince anyone to change their vote. I'm simply going to talk to everyone about, are you registered? Is your registration up to date? Are you going to get out and vote? Are you going to get out in the primary? I'm going to hammer home. Everyone that I know, like, just get out and vote. Just get That's out and it. vote. Yeah, just vote. Your vote matters. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to talk to those people who haven't voted before. Yeah. About, like, stop being in the disenfranchised section of the planet. You're really, your vote, your voice really does fucking matter. Yes, it is. And we need it. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't, it's, even if it's not the same as mine, it doesn't agree with mine. We still need to hear people's voices. There's all time, I hear things all the time, even from this perspective that I'm in that changed my mind because I haven't, I never thought of it in that way because I didn't have to live your human experience, right? So if you give me that piece of, of information, then it changes my perception as well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you don't want to change people's minds. You just change the attitudes, right? Mm-hmm. Just change attitudes towards things. I'm not going to change your perspective. I'm not going to keep you from being ignorant as hell. But understand that when you leave your house, your privilege stays there at your house. Yeah, you, It don't come with you. The people who give a fuck and obligated to give a fuck about you are in that house if anybody's there. <laughs> and that's it. Nobody outside of motherfucking cares. And nor, yep. nor should they have to be underneath your rule of bullshit. Yes. Just because you think you're entitled to it. Yes. Like, that's my favorite thing to say in training. Call me as many black bitches as you want when you get home. But understand that when you are out here dealing with people, you treat people the same across the board. Equity matters. Yes. Equity is different Equi- from equality, it too. It is. Equity, please. Yeah, I think one of the best um, descriptions I've seen of equity lately for those of you out there who are kind of just starting to get on <laughs> on the train here about talking about equity and equality. E- equality is understanding that like our differentness does not matter. We are still right at the same. You equality know. is saying all lives matter. Basically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whereas equity is understanding that some of us started out ahead in life. Yes. And understanding that that person who started out behind in life does need something extra boost. in order to be able to get the same exact things in life that you do. Black Lives Matter. Yes, there be the difference. Exactly. There you go. And the illustration <laughs> I saw was three different people of three yes. different heights. And oh, that equ- on the fence. Yep, of yep. the fence. Yep. And that equality is them just, you know, all, all standing, standing on there the on the same, same size box. box. Yep. But one person can barely see, one person can totally see over, and one person still can't. Whereas equity is giving each of them the appropriate size box they need to be able to see to be over able the to fence. see the same view, but all of them have different boxes because they are at different disadvantages. Mm-hmm. That's it's that simple. Yeah, it, it is genuinely that simple. But people are too busy stuck in the me and minds. This is minds, minds, minds. I deserve this mm-hmm. over you because that scarcity mindset. Oh, I can't God. share anything, and you can't <laughs> yeah. share anything either. Because if you share it with those people, then they're just gonna want more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you have to be carefully taught that, too. That's that privilege. You know, mm-hmm. this is not just the things that you've been given, but the things you have not had to experience before. Mm-hmm. That is a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have never had to experience homelessness. I have right. never experienced sexual violence. Right. I have 
never wanted for anything as far as food on the table or clothes mm-hmm. on my back. And I get that that makes me different than other people yep. in this life. Yeah. And that carries privilege yeah, because, you know, I, my idea of scarcity is some, is completely different as someone's idea of scarcity. Exactly. Yep. And yeah, we have to recognize that and we have to, and it, it's hard because there's so many people in the world, right? Walking around just ex- like literally considering that everywhere you go. But at the same time, it's not that you don't have to make it that specific, right? Mm-hmm. You just basically have to treat people with some fucking decency. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it. understand that you don't know what they go through in life. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they experience day to day. You don't know what they've been through previously. But right, right now, right here, you having a human being in front of me, yes. you get respect and you get, you know, my attention and meet my time. Them where they are. You mm-hmm. have to meet people where they're at. That's our favorite yep. thing to do as K- at KCAVP because we, we get... I'm not the expert in your life. You are. Mm-hmm. Period. So I'm going to tell you, you how to live your life as an expert. Mm-hmm. This asinine. You can't well, do that. And that's, and that's exactly like as a coach, like I don't tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. I offer them a multitude of suggestions. Right. I offer them like here's solutions. What's going to work for you? Yeah. A lot of times it's just asking people questions to come to their own solutions, their own conclusions. But you yeah. know, I'm just that vessel that helps them kind of like be free and be themselves yeah. and be safe in that space too. But I don't, I don't tell people what to do because they, again, they're the expert in their own lives yes. and I can't live it for them. I love to tell people like, you know, you only, you've seen life through your eyes so far. Mm-hmm. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you what anything's supposed to look like because right. It's, it's like going to grandma's house every, every, I guess, growth spurt. Mm-hmm. It looks completely different every time you go. Right. Because yeah. you're a little bit taller. You know what I mean? Like you, you hold your head a bit different. So the perception's just different. You know what I mean? It, it's the same thing with with every stage in your life. It just changes, but only you know what those changes look like. Yep. So, yeah. Well, yep. this has been a fabulous, yes. fabulous conversation. And I, I do want to do your, your yes. tarot. tarot. So I already shuffled it up, so I didn't have to do that for the audience. But go ahead and split that. Oh, I split it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about these. I need to get some of these. Okay. Describe what you see here. Let me get the death card. I have the death card. And it is a number eight. Or is that a 13? Me and Roman numerals, even though I'm part of it. 13. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. 13. Ooh, death and 13. And this is a Sagittarius here. Is Mm -hmm. that what that is? I believe so, yeah. Bless it. Scorpio, actually. Scorpio. Death is is Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Didn't you say that you were in a situationship? I am. So... The death card is about transformation, um, change, the unexpected, or obsession. Again, it is a, a sign, you know, sign of Scorpio, mm-hmm. and it's about the I want or the ability to penetrate passion or secretiveness. So, again, death usually is the end of something, but death is always the beginning of something else, right? right. It's about transformation. So, like perhaps currently in your situationship, like say what's on the card there, because that is a really pretty card. It is beautiful. There is a beautiful curly-haired African-American woman, I'm assuming. Um, she is black. She has a tail. It looks like a rat tail, which is a bit weird, but it's very, she's beautiful. She has on red heels, pumps. She's being, I think they're dancing, yes? She's dancing with death, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're doing like a tango. It's like a demon tail to me. It is. Oh, okay. She's a demon. I'm taking a picture of this, ladies and gentlemen, because it's very cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like, they're like doing this wonderful tango. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone seems the, the demon is smiling and she looks like she's enjoying herself as well. Mm-hmm. So everyone seems happy. Well, perhaps there's some transformation that's about to occur in your relationship and new beginnings will arise. Mm. 
Well, bless it. <laughs> bless it all. Bless it, release. Bless right, it, release. <laughs> yes, release, release. I need to do that. I've been doing all kinds. I just created a spiritual bath cleanse that I'm going to be using tonight when I get home for work. So mm-hmm. that might be a good right Some things time. to release. Yeah, some yeah. things to release through. That's good to yeah. know. Well, yeah. Thank you. Sometimes that's, what, uh, that's all we need. And, and the thing I always, okay, I recently did a spell on the full moon with a friend of Ooh. mine. Because they're just, this relationship just needs to like, and there needs to be no more like ugliness or hatred or negativity or bad words. Mm-hmm. So we did a spell that was simply blessing and releasing him. It was it was about that he would go out and find other love, that he would go out and find peace, mm-hmm. you know, but again that he would leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is to go though. And I and I, I, I iterated to her at the beginning, like you have to do this from a place of love. This is not about any negativity or harm coming right. towards him because if you want that for him, then he will put that out into the world as he goes into the world. He will right. put that onto other humans and ultimately that's putting bad energy onto other people. So yeah. you got to do it with that positivity, positivity of just releasing yeah. and you know, you wish good things for all humans, just that some humans don't need to be in your life. Right. That's simple. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Well, again, thank you so yes, much for being here today you. on my show. I appreciate it, Cece. And thank you for my reading. I You're love very it. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I will come back anytime. I'd love that. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.